This Italian Grand Prix betting picks episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a one. 100% deposit bonus up to $100. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by our College Football Bankroll Challenge. Up to $3,000 up for grabs. Get all the details right now over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bankroll. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. Grazie, 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 dai, forza Ferrari. Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. Welcome in to another edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He, as always, is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez. To Italy we go for the next round of the Formula One series. Uh, it's just been one of those crazy, crazy seasons again in which we've seen the same guy win over and over again. But Cody, as we have learned and learned this lesson well, especially after last week, it doesn't matter who wins the race. You can still cash some delicious bets, my friend. Oh, what a weekend we had, Rod. Man, that was, I think that was an all-timer for, for this podcast, for sure. We absolutely cleaned up last week. I was sweating more than I have ever sweated in my life during that red flag. I was just praying they would not just, just end the race, call it good, let the heavens open up. It's like we're sitting on all these things we're going to cash. I did not want to go back and ruin it, lose it all, something bad to happen. And then we go back to racing and we cashed even more bets. So it panned out very nicely. The racing gods were uh, were looking to pay us back after a rough Daytona last week in the Cup Series. But, uh, whew, man, it was a lot of fun. It was, I mean, again, the, the you know, the statistics and everything point you there, but a lot of luck comes into play with it and, and circumstances have to fall correctly. And, my God, did they try to blow things at points for us? And I was so mad at Alonzo at one point during that race because I thought he completely fucked it or his team fucked it. And it ended up working out. It ended up being great. But uh, that race, man, and I said it in the Discord too as the race was going on, like might have been the most exciting race of the year. There was just, there were so many things going on, so many different stories and action. And this was happening and that was happening. And rain and no rain and rain on this half of the track and not this half of the track and and this and that and this guy's doing that and he pitted why did he pit and now he pitted under the red flag and just everything in the whole race was entertaining exciting max verstappen still wins but guess what rod 
How do you bet? I hear it so many times. How do you bet on F1 when the same guy wins every week? This is how you bet on it, Rod. What a week. Going to take a little victory lap. Uh, we And we'll put the, the nose right back to the grindstone. we got another race this week, obviously, we're going to be talking about. We've got more bets for it. Put the work in again. Going to try and replicate the success. But uh, definitely got to enjoy a little bit when you when you catch some big ones like we did. Uh, man, it was it was and it was an exciting race too. On top of it, like that's the the race fan of me still wants to see a good race, even you know even when we're cashing big bets. So I was I was pumped for that, and it was a it was a really fun time on, on Sunday. This thing, like you said, it had it all. I mean, you could probably write some sort of Hollywood script over exactly how this one shaped out. There was all sorts of strategies, tires being put on, intermediates. Do we stay on slicks? Do we try to go full wet? What do we do? Like, who's doing what? And then safety cars and cautions and um, all that was left for, was for Godzilla to come and just sort of stomp all over the track and try to take cars with them. And, and so, you know, again, like you said, the race fan in me had a lot of fun watching this race uh, considering the fact that we definitely, um, you know, had a lot of stuff going on uh, all over the place. So um, definitely, definitely, like we said, had a great opportunity and a great race, but more than anything, cashed a lot of gigantic bets. So um, I guess we should we, probably, yeah. But there is a couple of, I know we talked about this before, but I found things after <laughs> we talked. There is a couple of, of small news items, nothing, nothing too crazy, but as I was kind of reading through some stuff here, uh liam lawson is gonna be back in the daniel ricardo car oh man obviously the broken hand that, that happened after we recorded last week um obviously it happened in i think it was fp2 mm -hmm. unfortunate lawson ran a very good race especially on such short notice like just jumping in, i think he got that fp3 in and qualifying but but that was it so uh you know props to him for for having a good race and, and a good chance for him um also the the qualifying tire thing is back this week rod um that they used uh, i believe was it was it hungry where they used this yeah it was hungry where they used it the the second trial of the alternative tire allocation ata as they're calling it um so instead of 13 sets as a normal event it'll be 11 per team uh three sets of hards four sets of mediums four sets of softs uh more strict rules regarding the usage and qualifying so they'll be mandated to use the hard compound in q1 the medium in q2 the soft in q3 we did uh, see that lead to a big mix up there, right? And and Lewis Hamilton ends up getting the pole. Things were different. It wasn't just Max going out doing Max things, and not that that can't happen. But uh, but I, I do think that that's going to be something to keep an eye on for sure because uh, you know could could make a difference definitely in in how the starting grid goes. Maybe I should have rethought some of these bets with that going on, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> no, I, I went light on practice and qualify. In fact, I don't have any practice qualifying bets this time i just i feel like especially too with that news of this it kind of makes it a little more up for grabs is it going to be max yeah probably but the rest of it kind of makes me a little uncomfortable trying to to put it on on something we've only seen once before and these drivers still don't necessarily have a grasp on on this tire strategy because it does it it, it stops you from just throwing the softs on there and and you know balling out from from second one of, of qualifying and you really do have to put a lot more thought into it and, and then at the same time you kind of don't have to put any thought in you know you're going to run the hard compound you're going to run the soft compound when you're going to run so sort of takes that out of your hands too so i guess getting your mindset ready for the hards and then in q3 uh if you make it that far right throwing the softs on um that i and obviously we know max for is probably going to end up making it all the way too so um does that mean he's going to get the pole? It is probably, but you know, I, I don't want to take that chance. 
Yeah, uh, agreed. I think, and honestly, uh, you know, as I had read that a little bit ago, it, it changed one of the bets I was going to give out. I, I had a bet that, you know, trying to, trying to find ways to bet on Max, and I was coming into the weekend, and I, and we'll get into it, I truly expect him to win by a big margin this week. So I was looking at him fastest qualifier, fastest lap, win the race, plus 160, you're getting a good price. But the tire thing changes. I, I took that one off. I'm not going to do that one because I do think that that qualifying could be a big difference and and maybe just Max does Max things and then gets it. Like, obviously, it, it could still happen. But I do think it definitely it changes it up and uh, and maybe that doesn't happen this week. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, all right. Well, let's go over the Hungarian Grand Prix. Uh, but first, let me tell you about our uh, bankroll challenge, our college football bankroll challenge over on the SGP. College football is back. Celebrate with us. Giving We're giving away a bunch of cash in our college football bankroll challenge. It's free to enter. It's a season-long contest. You get $1,000 for first place, $500 a second. But... Prizes double up to $2,000 and $1,000 if you're a Patreon subscriber for the college football season. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bankroll or click the link on the app. Speaking of college football, fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is, and they're hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any college football game and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team can go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes by fast, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you need to bank on the one thing that doesn't. That's great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. If you are looking for good lines to get down on, I will point you toward my Army football. They were 10, they're 10 point favorites over the University of Louisiana Monroe. Uh, and also, I'll give you Fresno State. Purdue, I, I'm a homer. I love myself some Fresno State. They are plus four uh, against Purdue. That's a pretty close line. I know we don't have Jake Hayner anymore, but I'll still take Fresno State in the points at minus 110. Still a lot of talent left on that team. Still Mountain West champions, so go grab that one. Uh, that can be one of your great $5 bets for your DraftKings uh, wallet. Less more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any college football game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbooks for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com. Sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. All right, Cody. Uh, it was, of course, like we said, the Dutch Grand Prix, Max's hometown, Red Bulls, stomping grounds, all that stuff. But uh, we cleaned house, like you said. Well, let's just give credit where credit's due. You, my friend, kicked some ass in this one, found us some really great bets. But let's go over the card and total before we get to the really, really good stuff. Yeah, again, it was a great week. Uh, took total classified finishers between 17 and 18 inclusive. That was at minus 110. Also gave out over 19 and a half at plus 550. <laughs> over 19 and a half. Definitely did not cash. But I think we did hit, uh, yeah, it was 17. So we did hit the 110. I said that was the one I really liked, obviously. Um, I was going to go bigger on that and then just take the gamble on on hitting the over. Uh, staying away from classified finishers here this week. This track has not been nice to classified finishers. I actually almost considered taking an under for the first time this year, Rod, but uh, 
I don't know if I want to play with that since since the overs have been so good to us. But yeah, this one hit minus one ten was a was a nice solid way to to kick off the card. It was a fantastic way to kick off the card. Uh, something I'm going to stay away from too from now on. I'm I'm pretty much not going to give out uh, any of these fastest qualifying fastest speeds. Uh, there was a little bit of of confusion as to what it was. Was it the speed trap? Was it the uh, was it the overall speed? So um, Red Bull did not get it. Believe it or not, uh, unfortunately, it's it's crazy to think that Red Bull was not the fa- oh uh, yeah the the speed traps were Lewis Hamilton actually in qualifying speed trap. Lewis Hamilton had the fastest speed at three thirteen point four. Carlos Sainz was second. Believe it or not, Max Verstappen at the speed trap. 307.2 in qualification uh, for this race. So uh, crazy to think, though, that that's, that's what it turned out. Hamilton, Sainz, uh, Alonzo, Gasly, Leclerc were the top five as far as speeds were concerned um, at the speed trap. Maximum speed, uh, Verstappen hit you at the finish line at 228.6. So, you know, again, I still think that, that is, that's what should count at the finish line in qualifying and maximum speed, uh, but whatever. Uh, that that's, that's neither here nor there. So we're not going to do that anymore. It's a little bit of confusion. So if you got this and it cashed for you, good luck. Uh, it, was a, it was a Red Bull plus money bet. It's hard to, hard to ever argue about that. And it involves speed. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up for me, I had Pierre Gasly. Points finish plus 135. Turns out the biggest mistake here, Rod. I should have took him to finish on the podium because he did. He got it done uh, thanks to the the late penalty by Carlos Sainz there, or, or uh, rather by Checo to, to push him back, the five-second penalty at the end. So Gasly gets the podium, but definitely cashed the points finish for us, plus 135. And like I talked about before, not cashing before the red flag, but cashing after the race. Alpine double points. I almost didn't give it out. I kind of tossed it out there as an extra. Five to one. This one did hit. I'm glad I took it. Uh, Ocon was 11th when the red flag came out for the weather. They're late. They get restarted. Um, and Russell actually has the issue and drops back, uh, which is what I was afraid would happen to Alonzo. <laughs> That's why I didn't want him to start the race. Luckily, it wasn't Alonzo. Um, and yeah, so this one cash got the uh, the backdoor cover on the Alpine double points. Five to one. This was a very nice hit. It was a very nice hit, in fact, and it was a like I said, it was just one of those ones where you had to hold your breath, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Is and then Russell dropped like a rock, which took him out of contention yeah. for my yeah, bet. Yeah, he ended up having yeah, he pulled on pit road and and uh, you know retired from the race late, obviously late enough to still make him a classified finisher. Thank you, Oof. but uh, uh, but yeah, it, it, that that gave the spot to Ocon and uh, yeah, cash the cash the five to one for us. Yeah, Mercedes, I had both to finish in the top six. Uh, obviously the boost was, was a lot of the reason why I took it. Well, one lived up to that. Uh, Lewis Hamilton did finish in sixth, but Russell, man, he started in third and just did not have, and then of course, pit strategies too. People were trying to figure out what was going on. He was trying to figure out what was going on. And then all of a sudden his car, uh, as we know, just sort of gave out on him. Yeah. He was uh, a qualified finisher, but um, he pulled off the track and he just couldn't finish. He ran 62 of 72. I'm sorry. He, he ran all 72 laps, but again, just pulled off late and was like, I, I don't have this car anymore. I, I've lost it. Finished 17th last of the qualified finishers. It was just not a good day for George Russell. Uh, once the race and once the green flag dropped, obviously qualifying was really good for him. He qualified in third. Great. Fantastic. Uh, Lewis Hamilton qualified in 13th, had to scratch his way to a sixth place finish. That was a pretty gutsy, uh, 
race from him to, to climb all those spots because we know passing's not easy in F1. It's very easy to start where you finish. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we just couldn't get both Mercedes into the top six. Yeah, they just they went different directions. Unfortunately for Russell, uh, things didn't pan out. I was trying to remember. I think he was still outside the top six at the end there when he did have issues, but uh, probably wasn't going to cash, but obviously him him going out at the end definitely didn't help. Fernando Alonso, Rod, I called my shot last week. I went big on him. This was the guy that I was all in on. It just felt like everything lined up. His track history here had been good. Um, and, and we were hoping that, you know, Aston Martin would kind of take that that step after the break and, and re-step back up where they had been. Took him for a top six finish at plus 175. He cashed that. Took him to finish on the podium at plus 625. He cashed that. Rod, we used the ladder effect. Went all the way up to the top two finish. Again, we found this bet over on Bet365. Uh, the top two finishes has been a lot, although... <laughs> They uh they didn't like what we did to them last week, Rod, and then it's it's not the numbers aren't great this week. They uh they took that ass chew and then uh, didn't give it back to us nicely this week. <laughs> but um we, we found that to be better than you know best finisher other than because it's you know or or whatever because then they just they just have to finish in the top two and it and it's doesn't you know if somebody else wins if you know if a Charles Leclerc had come up and won or something you don't have to worry about it. well he wasn't the best finisher besides Max because Max wrecked or whatever happened. 33 to 1 for the top two finish. Been a great way to attack it. Uh, and I was glad we cashed a big one. Uh, made me sweat. Like I said, they had that very, very slow pit stop. I was uh, screaming. I was throwing things. I'm like, you stupid motherfuckers. And, uh, and then it worked out. And he ended up getting back past, uh, I think it was Checo at the time who was up in second. Um, and, and he got back, back around him. And then obviously Checo ends up with a penalty later. But he had already passed him at that point. But. Man, the sweat on this one was real, um, and uh, yeah, I was really afraid he was going to end up losing second place when they went back to back to green flag after that uh, that break, and and luckily he did not cash the thirty three to one, cash the plus six twenty five, cash the plus seventy five. We're not even done yet, Rod, but what a weekend! I'm telling you right now, it was like you said, we were just all holding our breaths, just trying to figure out whether or not that was going to be. Uh, it because that was a huge hit and and like you said I mean you can only get away with it once right it's like parlaying the uh, the the top tens in in NASCAR when you when you got beat by that once you you only get away with it once and and you're fine with that and I mean honestly though like the second place finisher has changed so much like it's not been I know for a little bit we had the the Max and Checo but like Checo's not been finishing second it's it's been a mixture of people finishing second you. You got to hit the right one at the right time, right? And then that's part of the luck that goes into it. But uh, all the research pointed to Alonzo last week. And, uh, you know, sometimes the research points away and then and then somebody loses their wing on the first turn. And it's like, God damn it. And, you know, but it uh, it happened happened to hold out for us last week and, and cash all these, luckily. Yes, indeed. Uh, all right. Well, I had the total number of lap leaders in this race as two, Cody. So here's the thing. I'm looking at it now uh, in that I see that I thought there was only two lap leaders, right? It's uh, Or did Lando so. Norris, because I'm seeing that Lando Norris led a lap in this, in one mm -hmm. of the, the results. I don't remember when he led a lap. Do you? I do not. 
Because I remember it being uh, Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen flopping around the lead. I don't remember yeah. a time. I remember Lando being up there. Yeah. The lead. We'll, have to, we'll have to double check. It yeah, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that ended up cashing because it was just Red Bull 1 and 2. Um, there was no, there was nothing else in that. Uh, was, again, like I said, the only way that this would have lost is if Mer- uh, Verstappen would have led every single lap, and that didn't happen for right. sure. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, I, I tossed again. It's long shot winners. We, you know, we we hit some of those last year, and when other people were winning races, and with Max winning, like long shot winners just don't don't happen this year. They haven't been right. He's at nine in a row. He's not looking like he's going to slow down anytime soon. Uh, so instead, we've been tossing the darts at the fastest lap. Hit it again this time, Rod Russell at twelve to one. He did have the fastest lap for a portion of that race. I was like, okay, we're sitting pretty decent here. And then Alonzo snagged it right before that red flag. Another reason I was hoping we didn't go back. I'm like, God, don't let Max end up coming out pissed off and, and setting the, the fastest lap. He did not, luckily. Uh, so our friends over at DraftKings have given us 28 to 1 on Alonzo. Fastest lap. And, uh, yeah, that one hit as well. So, yeah, I mean, Alonzo just absolutely cleaned up for us this week. The plus 175, the plus 625, the plus 2800, plus 3300, like, I need to get some some Fernando Alonso gear, I think, after this weekend because he cashed some massive bets for us, and it, uh, it was a good weekend. It was indeed. Um, all right, well, it is showing. I'm, I'm seeing that now lap two uh, Lando Norris led, uh, mm-hmm. which – was crazy, oh, that's but unfortunate. yeah, that is very unfortunate. That one, but um, oh, well. oh well, we get the rest of them, Rod. It's okay. Indeed, <laughs> uh, I had Hamilton on the podium at plus one twenty, or Russell on the podium at uh, plus six twenty five. Obviously, neither one of them did it, so unfortunately, that bet did not cash. And the only one that came closest was Hamilton at sixth place, but uh, yeah, just not a good day for Mercedes overall. They'll try to lick their wounds and come out firing in the next race but plus 625 like after russell qualifies third fastest like that was a hell of a bet still i mean the race circumstances didn't work out for him and i think trying to remember he got i think he got damaged early maybe and then and then obviously had other issues out throughout the race but uh, i mean to get that at plus 625 and then he starts in the top three like you said a lot of times the drivers finish in, in the area at least of where they qualified and he could have easily got on that podium at that price so I don't think that one was necessarily a bad bet uh, by any means. And uh, Hamilton to finish on the podium ever, I don't think is a bad bet because well, we know how good he is, right? So, uh, yeah, I think even though they didn't hit, still some good bets for you. I concur. Uh, all right, speaking of good bets, we got plenty on the other side of the break because we are going to start breaking down this Italian Grand Prix. But August is almost over. It's probably going to be over by the time you listen to this. And you know what that means. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it. Underdog takes care of all the rest. Try it out now with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. It's the largest fantasy football contest of all times. $15 million. You heard me right. $15 million. Total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all? Who am I asking? Yeah, you do. Time is now. Last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. Sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. Make sure you're checking out the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Join the family just like the rest of us did. Cody and I, we started out just as 
lowly fans of the SGPN, and here we are hosting shows every single day. You might be able to do that, or you might just be able to have some fun with us and hang out, be part of that SGPN family. Sign up to the Patreon, get exclusive access to contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize. This week's weekly Patreon pick'em is all week one college football. Prize is a cornhole board, perfect for any college football tailgate. Patreon's a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, we do go to the Italian Grand Prix. It is the Formula One Pirelli Grand Primo d'Italia 2023. Uh, this is flat out a foot. It's just a foot. I'm, I'm not even going to go any farther. It is a foot. This this track is a foot. I, uh, oh, boy. I forgot. I'm getting bad at this. I've forgotten to look. Let me see here. I mean, you'll, I, you'll uh, see it yeah, right uh, off the bat. No arguments. I mean, you could maybe do a boomerang, I guess, if it was a little more curved at the part there. But, yeah, it's a, it's a long foot, long, skinny foot, but uh, with a fat ankle, but a foot nonetheless. A foot nonetheless. First Grand Prix here, 1950. They will run 53 laps around this 5.793-kilometer track for a race distance of 306.72 kilometers. Uh, and for those of you who are uh, trying to uh, um, make that into miles, give me one second. It is 190, just like every other race that's out there. Uh, so again, 53 laps around this almost 6K, right? So we know 3K is, uh, uh, 5K is um, three miles. So that's about what it is. All right. Yay for conversion. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you're doing the conversion because I'm not... I'm not good at the conversion. The only reason that I know is because I used to run back in another life, and 5Ks were where I used to like to run because it was only 3.1 miles. So, uh, you know, a 5K for this, 5.7, is about 3.5 miles. So um, that is where we're at. But, yes, um, it was uh, Rubens uh, Barrichello who holds the lap record on this, 121.046. He did that in 2004. So again, we're uh, we're set up for a very historic race. They have taken this track so many years in a row. Looking forward to yet another one. Um, when you scroll through this one, it goes back to 1931, even the history on this track. But uh, yeah, the first Grand Prix, Italian Grand Prix, was 1950. So yeah, a lot of history. Yeah, we've got uh, a little bit to look back on, and obviously, uh, you know the the race earlier this season that was going to be in Italy at the. Emilia, well, I always suck at that word, but you know what race I'm talking about. It uh, it was canceled, so of course this will be the first the first visit to Italy. Uh, maybe that will be good news for Ferrari as they travel back home. Uh, we might we might talk about them uh, in a little bit, Rob. Yeah, maybe a little bit. So let's uh, start talking about them now, or maybe not Ferrari, but let's start talking about the race now. Let's start laying out these bets. All right. Well, uh, Pierre Gasly I told you he he cashed some bets for us last week, Rod. Why well, get off the train now? He finished on the podium. He's riding. The hot streak. They made some big changes going into the the summer break there, and uh, I think uh, they paid off. I, I would say so. He is minus one thirty eight for a points finish. A little bit juiced up, Rod, but you only pay the juice if you lose. Uh, and I mean, God, he's coming off of a podium finish just to finish inside the top ten. Uh, similar to over on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, we talked about with Chris Busher. Like, yeah, he's not a guy you always expect to be up there, but he won three straight oval races in a row and. And you were still getting him at barely juiced up to finish in the top 10. It's the same thing here with Gasly. Like he's coming off of a podium finish, 
All he has to do is finish inside the top 10 in the points. Uh, I think at minus 138, that is worth the price. And also, Rod, a top six finish at plus 800. It's coming off of a podium last week. I know he's not a top six car on a week-to-week basis, but he can definitely get it done. Um, so he had the podium last week, like we talked about. He was 11th at Belgium. A couple of rough weeks before that um, at, at the British Grand Prix and at uh, and at Austria. But he had a seventh-place finish at Monaco, an eighth-place finish at, the, at Miami at the USGP, uh, ninth-place finish at Saudi Arabia. He was ninth at Bahrain. He's finished in the points in seven of the 13 events so far this season. Um, and then again, the momentum... Oh, yeah, Rod, uh, he has a win here in an Alpha Tori as well in 20, uh, 2020, I believe, is when he won that race. So it, it's been a good place uh, for for Gasly in the, in the past, and he's coming off of uh, riding some good momentum. So I think the top 10 at minus 138 is, is a really, really good bet, and there's a lot of value to be had at, uh, at top six at plus 800, eight to one for a top six. Yes, please. Indeed. I do like Gasly too. I really do. And and the, the books, obviously, there's very rarely do you see a minus this much in a in a F1 bet. So to, to have him at minus 138. Well, okay. I say that for some yeah. of these others. <laughs> well, yeah, the winner is the minus 400 round, but <laughs> let's, let's, let's well, no, preface that by saying, okay, except thing, for though, Max Verstappen. Like, it's generally either plus money or minus 400. Like there's almost no in between. Like, like we were talking about on the NASCAR podcast, like these are kind of the football, like minus 138 in football is nothing. Like you pay that all the time. And yeah, with, with F1, it's like usually when it's in that range, it's kind of a gross bet or, you know, or it's, or it's minus a ridiculous amount or, or you, you know, you got to get your pl- big plus money ones. So this is one that, yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't really give out a ton of, of minus money bets. We have a couple this week, but uh, yeah, I, I think that this is, is one that I just feel like it it shouldn't be this low really for, for what he's done, I mean, especially coming off of a podium finish, and and I get it, but momentum does count for something, and and they've obviously got some stuff figured out in that program, and and Ocon's been doing good as well. So uh, yeah. Well, speaking of that, Ocon, his teammate, he's at a points finish as well. He is plus one hundred for a points finish, a little bit more than his teammate, um, and and I'll tell you why. You look back now at, at what uh, Ocon has done on this track, two years with Alpine. He finished 10th in 2021 uh, and 11th in 2022. He was down a lap in that one. Unfortunately, uh, uh, didn't secure a, a points finish in that. But in the three races prior, right, in his Renault and uh, uh, the Force India teams, he got two sixth-place finishes and an eighth-place finish. So in three uh, or four of the six races that he's been on this track, he has had points finishes. Not bad for Ocon. Lately, it has been either points or bust for him, uh, unfortunately. But he has finished uh, in the points in seven races this season. Cody talked about it, too. Um, Seven of 13 races he's finished inside the points uh, this season. It's not bad for him at all uh, to figure that this Alpine uh, team is going to be strong here. Uh, Last week, he finished in the points. The week before that, he finished in the points. Uh, Had three pretty terrible races in a row. Uh, before that, but eighth place in in Canada, uh, eighth place the week before that, third place in Monte Carlo, ninth in Miami. So again, he's been able to put solid runs together. He looks decent week in and week out. And if you're getting plus money for him just to finish in the points, I definitely think that's a, a pretty solid bet. Given that you know, a lot of these points for for the Mercedes for the 
Ferrari, all that. They're so juiced up that you got to find some of those outside of them to take. So give me Esteban Ocon uh, in the points at plus 100. And you can get Alpine uh, double double points finish. It's uh, not, not as good as it was last week, but still plus 250. I think that's not a bad bet if you think they're both going to get up there. Um, so definitely something to consider as well. But I love Ocon as well. Um, and, you know, you're getting them at even money. So that's uh, that's a nice thing. Also, Rod, next up for me, uh, all my, my eggs were in the Alonzo bath last week. I was riding with Aston Martin. Uh, I'm going to shift that over to... Uh, a very scary and a very fragile basket this week. Uh, but I'm going to go into the Ferrari basket a little bit, Rod. It's, uh, it can be scary to do. I understand. Um, and if Ferrari just shits the bed or, or has bad calls, you, you can't really get too upset because you kind of have to expect it. But that being said, Rod, um, this is Italy. They're going to show up. This is their one chance to, to be on the home turf this week. Their fans are going to be crazy insane this week. You know how Ferrari fans can be. Um, this is their chance to shine. We talk about it in NASCAR a lot, right? They've got something circled on the calendar. This is the one. Now, can they stay out of their own way to actually cash some of these bets? It's going to be the biggest question because we know that's the problem. But despite some of the struggles, it has been very up and it's been very down for Ferrari on different weeks and with different drivers. Sometimes it's up for one and down for the other. But all you have to do is get them to hit on an up week, and, and that's what we're looking for here. So I'm going to take um, go back to that top two finish bet. Again, numbers got to neuter down a little for sure. Not as good as it was with Alonzo last week. I'm going to take Charles Leclerc uh, to finish top two at 10 to 1. Um, and then I'm going to take Carlos Sainz to finish on the podium at plus 550. You can actually hit both of these bets, uh, technically, obviously, if they both finish up there. Hoping for one of them at least, though. Um, for Shaw, last week, the bad side of Ferrari, right? We saw it. 19th place finish, retired early. Things just went bad from the word go, maybe even before that. But the previous race, the Belgium GP, he finished on the podium. He had a second place finish at Austria. He's finished fourth at Cana uh, <laughs> Canadia. <laughs> He's finished fourth at Canadia, Rod. Um, <laughs> he finished third at Baku uh, last year in this race. He finished second here. He finished fourth here in 2021. Um, he won this race in what was it 2019 i think um so he, he's been good here in the past and they've had their ups this season that's what i'm looking for i'm hoping this is an up week after having a down week last week for carlos signs he was fifth last week not a bad finish at all not too far off of the podium um and then at belgium his was the opposite right it was the bad side of ferrari again 19th place for him he does have eight top six finishes so far this season has not finished on the podium yet rod one could argue, why would he finish this week? I'm going to argue he's due for a podium finish. It's been a while. Time for Carlos to get back on the podium. Uh, finished fourth in this race last week. He was sixth here in 2021. Second place in 2020 when he was driving for McLaren. He finished here. Um, so, uh, again, you just, you're taking calculated risks. Uh, even Alonzo last week, there was some risk with it, right? He hadn't, all, he hadn't been great always. That's why the numbers were kind of inflated. Numbers kind of pointed toward it. I really think Ferrari's going to be focused on this race. If they can stay out of their own way, and we could come on this show next week and talk about how these bets looked good until Ferrari got in their own way, and I'm going to say that's exactly what I said was going to happen. But I think that uh, they've they've had their, their ups. They've had those hills. If we can get on a hill, stay there, I think that we can cash some of these. So give me Charles Claire, uh plus uh, 10 to 1, I guess, for a top two finish. 
And then Carlos Sainz to finish on the podium at plus 550. I like it. Uh, again, like you said, home track means a lot, though. That's that's the thing. Home track means a lot to these guys. Uh, obviously, we know Max last week uh, really showed exactly why. So, um, yeah, I mean, you got to take it for that. Uh, all right. I am going to sort of go out on a limb. Uh, the safety car in this bet is uh, a no at plus money, at plus 160. And you're going to say, yeah, but Rod, this uh, race ended under a safety car last year and and i get it i mean i know uh that that it's it's always a 50 50 as to what's going on but of course it was really running green the whole time until daniel ricardo uh bottomed out this track is about the closest thing to an oval i think you're gonna get really uh for an f1 circuit and these guys there's not a lot of of things that can come up and bite you in the ass i mean this is a like you said it's it's kind of a boomerang in that way where it's just a lot of um it's kind of three angles. It's almost like Pocono, but with a few more twists and turns in it. So um, there's not a lot for these guys to, uh, trouble to get into as far as wrecking each other. And and in fact, most of the safety cars that we've seen are not necessarily because of wrecks. It's because of mechanical issues. So I don't know that we're going to get those. Which we've had way less of this year. Exactly. And that's been a highlight of the, the classified finishers thing. Yep. And so that's, that's what I'm saying. So, uh, and, and then a lot of the times that these guys withdraw, it's, it's not necessarily a safety car. Um, so, you know, again, I know we had one last week, but, uh, I, I'm banking on there not being one this week. I think, I think they, they're done. I don't think they want any more of this safety car nonsense because, you know, again, we saw what it did last week. It kind of threw a lot of stuff into, into questions. So I think they're going to try to come out, play nice and, uh, and, and drive hard but try not to bring out a safety car. And I think, like I said, if, if mechanical issues stay away this week, I don't think we get a safety car at plus 160. I think I'll take that bet. I, I like it. I, I think at uh, at the price you're getting it at, it's worth a, worth a look. Maybe things kind of stay clean. All right, Rod, this next one, this is a way to to maybe get in on Max at, uh, at plus money. This is a way to get in on, on the Monza curse living on. The Monza curse real quickly, Rod. Uh, 2019, Charles Leclerc wins. 2020 ends up in the tire barrier. In 2020, Pierre Gasly wins the race. 2021 ends up in the wall. 2021, uh, Daniel Ricciardo wins. 2022, stopped on the track for mechanical failure. 2022, Max Verstappen won, Rod. We know how powerful he is. We know what he's done. Can he defeat the curse? Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Either way, I think this bet could cash. Um, I do feel like this one is going a little bit out on a limb because, and I'm going to make an argument against if it is Max. Uh, so I'm, I'm taking, I'm going stealing a page out of your book with the number of race leaders, and I'm going to go with there's just one in this race at plus two hundred. Uh, the thought being here is, like I said before, I originally had a bet in here where Max, you know, did everything, wins the pole, the fast lap, all the all the stuff. I changed my mind because of the tire thing. Because I think there's a there's a good chance maybe he doesn't start on the pole here. But if he does start on the pole, Temple of Speed, I think he's going to put a blazing lap on. Um, and I think that he's going to win by a long, long time. And he may not may not be any other leader. So I think at two to one, that could cash. Now, if the curse bites Max and he, you know, he doesn't qualify well, he gets some damage early, falls out of the race, maybe whoever, maybe it is Shia Leclerc takes the pole, whoever takes the pole, maybe they just run away with it. Maybe it's Checo, right? It, it doesn't have to just be Max that, that runs away with it. it. Unlikely it's somebody else, but the possibility remains, right? A two to one, um, I, I think that this is a good bet. And uh, going a little bit out on a, on, a, on a limb here, I think, but 
a two to one, I think the price is right because if it is a normal weekend and Max shows up and he qualifies in the pole and he just runs away with it, then boom, you found a way again. And then how do you bet on F1 when the same guy wins every week, Rod? This is a way to do that. And you're also building in some insurance in case somebody else ends up being the guy that does it. As, as unlikely as that may seem at this point, uh, the possibility remains, right? Yeah, I, again, to me, this is we've seen this all season long where Max just takes off and that's it. I mean, if he starts from the pole, you, you basically just chalk him in for every single lap because even when it comes down to time to make a pit stop, He's always like, well, let me gap him 23 seconds and then I'll make the pit stop and we'll be fine. Like, it's it's never an issue of these not far enough ahead to not lose anything on a pit stop. So, um, definitely. Yeah, and again, like, if, if your no safety car plays into this, right, and if that's the narrative we're going to craft for this race, if there's not a safety car, the chances of whoever is in the lead taking a big lead, especially if it's Max, is even more so, right, and, and the field doesn't get bunched up. So uh, I would say that that would help even more spread the field out. Even during a pit stop, the leader you know won't lose the lead, and it, it is just the one race leader. So uh, I think that if that's the narrative we're going to build for this, and again, when you're betting on a race, you're in general, you're building a narrative that you're kind of playing towards. So I think we've built the correct narrative, and I like Indeed. Uh, I'm going back to the well. It's been a while since I've given this one out, uh, but I will say that, again, at minus 135, you're only paying the juice if you lose, and you don't lose on this one. It's the fastest pit stop, Red Bull. I just mark this one down for sure. I, f I don't know. I haven't given it out in a while because it's almost a no-brainer, but I feel so confident that they're going to nail this one this time that I have to give it out as one of the bets. Um, and again, because I'm staying away from the practice bets, it kind of cuts into really what you can ultimately do with this. Um, and I, I was, I, I wanted to find something of the fastest car without or the the fastest qualifier without, but none of those seem to really move the needle for me either. So I went back to the well. Uh, last week, Max Verstappen had not just the fastest pit stop at uh, 2.01 seconds, but he also had the second fastest pit stop um, at two point, what was it? Two point two one. McLaren and Piastri had a two point two seven, but Max didn't have just one, but two of the fastest pit stops in the entire race. Um, really, it's funny. Sergio Perez, uh, he had the ninth fastest stop. They really didn't do Perez any sort of favors uh, last week on the pits for sure. When normally he's the guy with the fastest pit stops. Um, but again, it was Red Bull that had the fastest pit stop last time. Uh, Ferrari had the fastest pit stop in Belgium, uh, but it was, of course, Red Bull right there as a, as a quick second. Uh, Red Bull in Hungary. Uh, yeah, I'm just telling you right now, you, you would win more than you lose if you bet Red Bull as the fastest pit stop week after week after week. And if you get tired of hearing me say it, you're probably tired of winning money. So, And then you're listening to the wrong show. Who's tired of that, Rod? I mean, yeah, it's this is it's just a no-brainer. Again, it's only minus one thirty-five. Like, it's not that crazy for something that happens so often. You did bring up the practice bets too. I wanted to mention. Make sure you're checking to see exactly who's going to be practicing because I know that uh, Felipe Drogovic, I think is how you say his name. Uh, he's going to be filling in for Stroll in FP one. Getting uh, he is the twenty twenty two F two champion. Uh, filled in for Stroll preseason when Stroll it was a broken hand. I think he had prior to the season. Uh, I'd filled in for the practices and stuff, so he'll be jumping in. And you know, just in case there's any other any other changes, we're kind of getting to that time of year where they bring up some of the prospects to get them some some more laps in uh, in F1 and some some time in behind the wheel. So 
something to keep an eye on. Obviously, we don't have any practice bets this week, so not too worried about it from our our side of things. But uh, we know you're going to make your own bets and whatnot too. So just uh, keep an eye on it. Indeed. Uh, all right, we have wintering. Well, we have. The other last sets of bets that we're going to make here. The section for that's supposed to be for winners, but we find different ways to bet. We and hey, it, it turned out okay for us last week, so I guess we'll keep doing it. We'll keep doing it, but you listen on for one of our favorite shows on the network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an Old Fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold i wanted to give this section the the feel of my normal winter section where it's got a lot of bets inside of it and uh, i have a lot of money left over from last week when we won all the money on fernando alonso so i stuffed this box rod so uh bear with me as i have a few bets in this final box I'm going to take the winning margin over 12 seconds. It's minus 138. Again, we do have some, some, you know, we're paying a little bit of juice this week, but you're not because you only pay the juice if you lose. The Temple of Speed, this is a fast track. If this goes how it normally goes with Max, like, again, we talked about no safety car. We talked about him running away from the field. I think that 12 seconds is, you could probably triple and, and Max might win by a full lap this week. Like, I can just, I can see this race going that way. Again, doesn't have to be max. It's just the winning margin. If something happens to him, if that the Monza curse comes through, somebody else can cash this bet for you. Uh, maybe Checo runs away with it. Maybe it's Shaw. Maybe it's somebody else. Um, but it, it can be hit other ways. But winning margin over 12, uh, I really think that we're just going to see a runaway race in this one, Rod. Um, and then uh, this is where I, I pivoted uh, earlier because I, I was going to do I was going to do the max to be the fastest qualifier, lay down the fastest lap, win the race, plus 160, talked myself out of it. I'm going to throw some darts at the fastest qualifier instead because of the tire situation we talked about earlier. I'm going to take Shaw Leclerc 10 to 1 to be the fastest qualifier. Um, and he has, let's see, he won the pole two races ago at Bahrain, or uh, not Bahrain, at uh, the Belgian Grand Prix. No, what the fuck? Oh boy, where were we two races ago, Rod? I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> he won, he won the the poll two races ago. We're just gonna go with that. Um, and he started second place at Belgium as well. So like he's had some fast qualifying. Again, Ferrari's gonna have the circled. Want to get it done? Um, he's got he started in the top three four times this season. He won the poll here last year, and he won the poll here in 2019. Obviously, he knows how to get it done. Ferrari's gonna put that extra effort in. Again, I think that the tire thing, as we saw in uh, Hungary, it, it can make a difference for maybe Max doesn't just win the pole like he always does, right? And and he doesn't always win it because we've seen some other guys get up and get the pole this year as well. Uh, so, But with the tire advantage, I think that it's great to to sprinkle on some longer shots here. So Charles Leclerc, 10 to 1. Also going to take Lewis Hamilton, 20 to 1. He did it in Hungary, right? The one other time we've tried this this scenario, this situation with the tires, Worked out for him. He scored the pole there. Um, and he's gotten the pole here in 2020. He was second to Shaw in 2019. The pole in 2017. 
if you go back any farther than that, I'm sure he had a million polls. Obviously, he was winning everything at that point. Uh, but he know, obviously knows how to do it here, knows how to do it with this tire setup, with the way they're doing it again this week. I think a 20 to 1, this one is, is worth a shot as well. Get a little action in earlier in the week, Rod. I, I like to, we didn't have any practice bets, but get some qualifying bets. And then the fastest lap dart of the week, Carlos Sainz. Again, I'm heavy in the Ferrari basket rod. It's a scary proposition, but I like it this week. I think this is going to be their week. They've got all the focus here. If things aren't going great, right, if he's not going to get that podium maybe, maybe they come in late and at least say, hey, we got the fastest lap, and it's a consolation prize. At 40-1, to one, I think he can get it done, and I think that this team more than other teams may go out of their way just to do it, just to say they did it at this track. Um, and so, yeah, give me Carlos signs fastest lap, 40 to 1. I mean, you got to steal away points from Verstappen somehow, and throwing softs on in the last lap is the great way to do it. So, uh, definitely with you on that one. Two weeks ago, by the way, we were in Hungary. Cody, I know it seems like forever because these races have been like ridiculously way out there. So, uh, believe me, I know. It's not like NASCAR where it hits you every single week and you got a summer break, you got a. You got to win. Max feels yeah, that, a little under the weather break. That race was like six months ago. That's what I'm saying. Like it wasn't, you know, but that's all right. Um, all right. So I know that I said that I, I didn't really get my needle moved by too many of the winning teams without, but kind of lied to you. I did have one that I liked the whole way through, and that was Alpine to be the winning team without. Now, the reason that I went with this one is because it's literally the winning, the race winning car without Mercedes, Ferrari, Aston Martin, Red Bull, like half of the teams. So you're talking about the literal... Is McLaren in there? Yeah, McLaren is in there as well. Oh, jeez. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. You're oh, taking out wow. pretty much everybody. So wow. like I said, it's it's Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren, Aston Martin, and Red Bull. So it's literally just Williams, Alpine, Alfa Romeo, Haas, and Alfa Tari. I understand oh, why... Plus money? Yeah, at plus oh, money. Geez. So you're getting this at plus 110 for this to happen. And, and I get it. I mean, look... Albon is definitely a, a darling, right, in the Williams camp. But Logan Sargent is the other Williams. They are at minus 125 for Williams. And really, all you're doing is just banking that Alex Albon is going to be that guy. Because you know it's not going to be Logan Sargent at the end of this. So Alpine, we just talked about Alpine earlier in the in the episode, right, with Ocon and Gasly. Um, these these guys, Gasly finished on the podium last week. Now, he doesn't even have to finish on the on the podium to cash this one because you could have all six drivers before him. He could finish in seventh and have two Mercedes, two Ferraris, two Red Bulls in front of him and, and still cash this bet. Really? He could finish. There's five teams on that list, right? I mean, he could finish 11th and still cash this bet. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of, there's a lot. And, and McLaren, too, because Lando Norris is another one of those that can sneak in there and be a factor on this one as well, uh, given that he was the highest finisher of those last year. Uh, McLaren finished seventh, and he was the highest finisher that wasn't a Mercedes, that wasn't a Red Bull, that wasn't a Ferrari. So, I mean, now they take Laura. Uh, uh, Lando out of it, and Pierre Gasly finished eighth. He was driving an AlphaTauri at the time, but Gasly was the one that finished outside. He finished eighth place. Still would have cashed this bet if he was driving an Alpine last season. Um, and you know, again, Nick DeVries actually uh, was the Williams car after Gasly, and then it was an Alpha Romeo, Alpha Romeo of Joe Guanyu. But all I'm saying is, that I think Gasly is going to probably be the one to do this, like you had laid out earlier, as far as a 
uh, a top six and even a top 10. But Ocon could even surprise us and finish in eighth place or seventh place and still cash this bet. So there's a lot of wiggle room in this for Alpine. And at plus money, um, I, I definitely like that side of it because, I mean, again, it's not like super sexy. It's not plus 9,000 or anything. But at plus 110 to, to, to cash on the eighth place driver, <laughs> you know, yeah, or seventh no, place I, driver. This is great. I love this. This is a yeah, good find by you, Rod. Uh, man, I, I think this is this is a great bet to make. I agree. Uh, all right, get out your pen and paper. It's time to go over all of these great bets that we have for the Italian Grand Prix. Cody started you out with Pierre Gasly, our friend, as a top ten car at minus one thirty eight, and put him up to a top six also at eight to one. I gave you Ocon as a points finisher at plus one hundred. Cody gave you Charles Leclerc to finish in the second position at 10 to 1 and Carlos signs to be standing next to him on the podium where who knows probably third uh at plus 550 and then I said that there will be no safety car this race at plus 160 Cody said that only one person is going to lead this race the entire time at plus 200 I said just the pen play of the week fastest pit stop Red Bull don't need to broke it if it's break don't need to fix it if it's not broken much like my English, at minus 135. Cody gave you the winning margin over 12 seconds at minus 138. Also threw in Charles Leclerc as the fastest qualifier at 10 to 1, or Lewis at 20 to 1. And then the fastest lap of the race, Carlos Sainz at 40 to 1. And I said Alpine would be the winning team without pretty much half the field at plus 110. Lock those in. You can find that plus 110 over there on our friends on DraftKings. Cody, Italy, buddy. They get to see it for the first time this season. Get to have some fun. Obviously, uh, set your DVRs because everything happens early. Unless you're an early bird, you can catch practice, you can catch qualifying and all that other good stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's an early one again. Yeah, another yeah, 8 a.m. for me here in the Central Time. I guess uh, that's that's been the one good thing. I've, I have, I've been working uh, on my regular job on Sunday morning. So I'm up. I'm at work. Luckily, I'm able to watch while I'm working. So, that's been that's been exciting and nice and uh then my i get home and my daughter and wife i'm like hey one race is already out of the way for the day there's only you know eight more so don't worry about it (laughs) (laughs) i know we're both in the same boat but um all right well then let's uh let's turn everybody loose let's get everybody out there to start filling out their cards and uh, having some good times out there so cody remind everyone where they can find you on social media yeah let's do it again rod last week was so much fun hopefully we cash some more big bets this week I'm excited. You can follow me on X at Husker underscore Zeb. All my work's over there. Ton of football stuff out. Ton of racing stuff out. Everything. Check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. We'll be back again. Another special edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast later this week with the IndyCar race in Portland. Again, whenever they decide to to bless us with odds, we're still waiting on that. But uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Check that out as well. Let's go do it again. Let's go cash some money and. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to be back next week. I think we got, what is it? Uh, we got one week off ugh, again. But then a couple of weeks in a row, we've we've got some more races for us. So, uh, yeah, Singapore in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll definitely be back for it. Indeed. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, talking NASCAR, or on for frequency's sake, once again, talking NASCAR, all over the place. Just look me up on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find that link in the bio. Again, we'll be back later on this week with some IndyCar. We, we know you love this IndyCar. We actually see it. So you stick around for it. Thank you for that. So until then, we'll see you again.
Let's go racing and let it ride.